it's like really sad because like sometimes you have a memory that's so pristine and like you you can literally smell and feel the memory but you yeah. can't really put it into words you can't visualize yeah. it for other people to know what you're talking about it's true it's true and then yeah. sometimes i worry if those memories will disappear no that's and so then sad. like if this particular time will be the last time i ever think of those memories and oh my gosh i just won't remember what being oh my god like. no i'm pulling you out you're in too deep <laughs> <laughs> oh no Okay, hello and welcome to the, to another edition of Eagle Podcast. Today in the studio, we have just the two of us. You have me, Lena, and we have Josh. Say hello to the world. Hi everyone. <laughs> so, Mona could make it today, um, but that gives us a good chance to do our first two out of 3 with mm. the Aussies in the podcast. <laughs> Um, and I basically have no structure for today's conversation because I've been really busy with midterms mm. and I couldn't think of anything. So I don't know. We're just going to vibe. I think Josh had a story that he really wanted to tell our 20 <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so you, yeah, you can go yes, ahead. Yes, hello dear 20 listeners. The long story short is I almost got to meet BTS, <laughs> but I didn't, which is a tragic bit. Um, so basically the long story is... Uh, I, so I work for the Asia Society, and the Asia Society each year holds these like Asia Game Changer Awards, and it's just like a series of awards that they give out to like Game Changers of Asia, as the name suggests. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like past winners have been like Malala or like Jack Ma or people like that. They like all like fly them to New York, and they have this like huge ceremony. And it's like dinners, um, like award acceptance speeches, and like fancy trophies and things like that. So basically, like this year, one of the award winners is like BTS, and and so in, like in an alternative world, it'd be like physical. We'd all like be sitting in a fancy dining hall in New York, but then because of the coronavirus, yeah, yeah unprecedented circumstances, uh, <laughs> it had to be virtual. So so I, I I checked it out, and I'm like, I really want to go to this award ceremony, and I checked it out, and the and the tickets go from five hundred dollars to. $100,000. $100,000 is if you buy 20 tickets, which makes no sense because 100000 divided by 20 is $5,000. So the like more bulk of packages you buy, the more expensive it gets. I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, so it's like $500 per person tickets. And I was like, surely that means it's going to be like live. It's going to mean you can like interact with these people because no one's going to pay like 500 bucks for a, a webinar Zoom link. So I was like, this is my like one chance in a lifetime to meet BTS, interact with BTS. Uh, so I like pestered my boss for weeks and weeks to try and get a ticket to this ceremony because I don't want to pay 500 bucks. Uh, so, so I pestered him and then I finally got a ticket and I showed up. I was like all suited. I was super hyped. And then I show up and it's a damn like Zoom webinar ceremony. So they can't see me. They can't like hear me. It's just like live. But the, only the proceedings are live. The, all the acceptance speeches are pre-recorded as well. So it's just the MC like in a room and then every time they queue to an acceptance speech, it's like pre-recorded. And then the worst part is they uploaded all the acceptance speeches on YouTube anyway, which you can check out at the Age Society YouTube channel. <laughs> wow, plug. So it's not even exclusive content. So it's not exclusive content either. I mean, the only exclusive content is like all the... <laughs> like ceremony proceeding so like that next up we have bts's award like acceptance speech which is like not the content you were there for 
sorry for the ramble, but yeah. So yeah. I spent like weeks and weeks sacrificing my dignity so I can get a ticket to this <sighs> yeah. $500, you know, worth ticket to an award ceremony that was uploaded on YouTube for free later anyway. So Josh got scammed. That's the moral of the story. Don't for be all those listeners who are, you know, choosing whether to go to a $500 award ceremony or like a $40 Zoom, like, BTS concert, always pick the $40 Zoom BTS concert. <laughs> pick the Zoom concert. With, with the concerts, at least it's exclusive because Big Hit does a really good job of, like, yeah. making sure no one uploads the material onto YouTube afterwards, <laughs> which to me is, like, <laughs> you know capitalism gone wrong i think art should be shared but i also like it because i'm like well i paid the 40 us dollars so i want to be the only one who can see this <laughs> but it was like fully it was just like a fundraising event they were like asking for donations like throughout the thing Damn. um and the person who donated the most over the course of the like one hour night um like one a replica of naomi osaka's tennis racket oh a replica not even the real one yeah yeah i know right it's not even a real one it's like what <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Wait, Josh, have you... Does this mean that you've entered, like, high society? <laughs> the more I hear about it, the more I'm impressed. Like, are you, like, these, like, old, like, white New Yorkers who just attend these really expensive fundraiser dinners, you know, just for just to support the society, you know, to just network with the other members? Is this where, you, you're, where you're at now? I mean, all I wanted to do was just, like, talk to Jimin for one night, and then apparently... <laughs> Apparently, people are pay- paying, like, in excess of $10,000 for, like, a replica tennis racket. Wow, my man spends one and a half semesters at Harvard, and suddenly <laughs> he is just Warren Buffett. Okay, Josh. No, I mean, like, I don't pay any of it. I just sit there in, in that, like, Zoom link in my, like, tiny room, you know, halfway across the world. And then all these, like, other people. I think the person who won the tennis racket at the end was some, like, senator. And then I think she paid, like, excess of $10,000 for a tennis racket, which is kind of crazy. Okay, well, it was a lady senator. Yeah. So I have no choice but to stand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, rich lady senators. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay, do you have any cool stories for the past week, Lena? Oh, Josh, you're assuming that I actually live an interesting life. I really do not. <laughs> I mean, uh, the most interesting thing that happened to me this week was um, Harvard extended the pass-fail deadline for courses. Wow. Like, so basically... It's an unprecedented time, as we all know. And Harvard, like, I have to say, hasn't been super great with their academic policies. Like, a lot of other schools, like, um, made their pass-fail deadline really long. So you can kind of see how you're going with online school. And then um, you have, like, a longer time to consider if that's going well for you or not. Or if it's, like, a trash, like, a burning heap of trash like it is for me. And they've also done stuff like... You can take pass-fail classes for, like, certain grad school credit and stuff like that, which you usually can't. Um, Just other schools um, have just made stuff, just, like, life easier for students, which I I don't don't think is too much to ask, but (laughs) Harvard really, like, wasn't doing that. And then recently they changed, so they just made, they just made the deadline a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, (laughs) yeah, I, like, crashed and burned on my last science mento so i'm gonna put that boy on a pass fail basis <laughs> i was so sad i was so pumped mm-hmm. you don't even know josh like i was like this semester i'm at home mm-hmm. i'm eating good food mm-hmm. i have my family yeah so i'm gonna just turn into this like stem bitch and like really just like Ooh, make my way in the world 
uh, and like first class saying this to- they're talking about molecules and i'm like i don't know what a molecule is like uh. anyway the chemistry okay. class like cs7 like chemistry 17 or something bro i'm in science of cooking <laughs> oh i thought it was gonna be like make pasta for homework yeah that makes sense Wait, I think there's like a famous alum who took that class. Like one of the Harvard kids who went on MasterChef. There was a Harvard kid on MasterChef? Oh, on like MasterChef US. It was like last year's season, 2019 season. Mm, I've never seen MasterChef US. Yeah, I mean, neither have I. But wait, did you ever watch the Australian MasterChef? Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah! Josh is like, that's my jam! Wait, wait, did you see that the, the judges like all changed? Oh yes, and, like, thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> thoughts? Thank goodness. Thoughts? Opinions? Oh, I watched like bits and pieces of the 2020 season um, with mm-hmm. the new judges and I saw I, I think like most of the ending 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 half uh, and Melissa Leong is a treasure of Australian media she is yeah <laughs> what did you not I don't watch know. it oh no I watched a little bit of it okay but um wait is this that is that the Asian judge yeah Asian lady okay all yeah, I know about amazing. her is that um one of the episodes the contestants made kotsori, which is like a type of Korean kimchi, which is which doesn't ferment for a long time. So it's like an instant kind of kimchi. Uh-huh. Um, and all I know is she pronounced it totsori. Oh. And like she acted like she knew about it, and I was like, "Hun, like you just called it nipple, like <laughs> okay, cool." So I'm gonna just leave that there. Oh, okay. That's that's really all I know about her. Yeah. I was just really devastated that everything changed and it felt really weird and new. So I just didn't watch it. Oh no, it was great. It was a great season. Oh okay, I struggle with change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because everyone really had very, very bad expect, like very, very low expectations going in. But by the mm-hmm. end, I think everyone was loving it. Um, I think the new judges were were, were great, um, and Melissa is like so eloquent and like wonderful. Um, and there's, like, other instances where the other judges are, like, very, very dismissive of, like, Asian cuisine. There was, like, mm-hmm. one uh, one episode where they had to, like, cook fine dining. Mm-hmm. So one of the judges, who's, like, Scottish, uh, mm-hmm. went over to, like, a bench of this cook. And he's, like, cooking, like, Vietnamese food or something. And he's, like, Asian food isn't fine dining. Are you sure about your choice? Oh, my God. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Melissa Young was like fantastic everyone loved her oh good for her i fully missed out on that i just got like a bad impression of her from that one clip yeah i mean i think that's fair but by and large she was well loved okay so everyone who's watching who's listening to this who isn't australian (laughs) won't know what we're talking about (laughs) so i'm gonna try and provide a little bit of like context but one of the judges his name is like andy Andy. and he like won one of the seasons if i'm not mistaken um so he came back as like a permanent judge Hmm. And which is like fine, it's chilling, whatever. But I remember one of the contestants was Poe, who is oh. another national treasure in Australia. Yes, She's like a super, treasure. yeah, like loved, yeah. um, incredibly talented, like um, Asian mm. chef. Mm. Um, and she's just been like a, a real presence on like Australian culinary TV mm-hmm. and like the world, the culinary world as well. And so she was one of the contestants. And I just remember thinking that was so wild because like. She's so much older than Andy and, like, way more experienced. And, like, when he was a contestant, she came back as, like, a mentor or whatever, whatever. (laughs) And suddenly he's, like, judging her dishes and saying stuff like, oh, it's just not that good or, like, this is under-seasoned or, like, you didn't execute that (sighs) well. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) What is going on? I thought that was wild. Yeah. And then now the, like, Junior MasterChef version's on, which I haven't been following. But I heard it's Yeah, yeah. I can't watch, like, Junior versions of these shows. When they're, like... 
six so they can still cook much yeah. better than you <laughs> i mean like i'm perfectly okay with kids being talented i'm not like a tyrant who's like anyone who's younger than me cannot be successful but i just like i have a problem with like very precocious children i find them really irritating <laughs> okay so i think this podcast this episode has just become a quest for like me to find common ground that josh and i have and like mine his opinions on things both to like validate my own opinions <laughs> but also to like find where josh is clearly wrong so over the over the weekend oh, we had a conversation I've been looking forward to this on our group chat and i brought up the subject of woolies mud cakes so again if you're not australian if you're australian right now you're on the edge of your seats you want to know what we think about woolies mud cakes mm. um but if you're not australian then what happens is like um, Australia has, like, two main... What what, what would you call them? Like, Cakes. grocery chains? Oh, right. Stores? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, like, Coles and Woolworths, and they're, like, in competition. Um, because Australia's, like, such a saturated, um, basically olig- oligopolic... Is that a word? <laughs> Market. Um, anyway, so Woolworths is one of them. Um, and they have their own, like, little bakery line, and they've had it for ages, and one of the cakes they make is the mud cake, and that comes in, like, chocolate, vanilla, and caramel, I think. Everyone just eats the chocolate. Um, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is very specific, but everyone just eats the chocolate. Anyway, I think that the Woolies mud cake is God's gift from heaven. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Josh, Josh just made the most disgusted face, and I heard that Josh, like, wasn't as into it as I was, and I had to, like, you guys, I had to take a breather. I had to walk away from my phone. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, go out and seek the sights of nature just to calm down. Wow. So what's your opinion? I, I want to hear you defend yourself. They're a classic, first of all. And they're, like, loved by Australian society and whatever. This is true. And I think they're good for the first few bites. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then once you eat lots of it, it's just, like, dense and thick and heavy. And oh, like, my God. I'm not God. a big fan of lots and lots of chocolate either. And the whole thing is just lots and lots of chopped. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you need, like, copious amounts of milk to help you get through, get through it. And I don't know, I'm just on a, like, yeah, maybe like a thin slice, but then beyond... Joshua Park! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So, I can't... It's like made by, like, a supermarket chain. I don't even know how to touch... (laughs) It's not even made by, like, a bakery. But that's what's so beautiful about it, because it's like, clearly using the worst ingredients. (laughs) It's an oil cake, you know, like, it's not a butter cake, like, it's an oil slash, like shortening which is not very good cake there's no chocolate in it it's all cocoa powder like it's like the worst possible ingredients coming together in this like beautiful mishmash of like nostalgia versus like <laughs> guilt eating <laughs> like pleasure pleasure guilt like it's it's great like it's it reminds me of like birthday parties and like sleepovers okay. the and, nostalgia like, i buy yeah and like yeah my friends and I, after exams, we would get the train over to the nearest, like, um, Westfield or, like, like shopping center chain, and we would, like, go to Woolies and, like, get a cake, and we would just, like, share it. Like, it was just, like, really? like food that you eat when there's, when you just don't want to invest in something. And also, the thing is, like, it's, like, so cheap. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like... It's a, cheap for a reason. <laughs> but it's an indulgent treat that can, like, bring you happiness at any moment in your life. And no one's saying you have to eat the whole cake, Josh. It's a cake. You share it with people. Yeah, I know. I mean, I said I would take a thin slice. <laughs> okay. But beyond that, I think it just gets heavy. Also, you need, like, lots of milk to get you through yeah. it. Yeah. Calcium for your bones. Speaking as someone, like, as two people who are, like, vertically challenged, <laughs> vertically challenged. more milk <laughs> is never a bad thing. 
I say like as like fully has I've already like gone through all my stages of development. Like I'm not growing. I should not think about this. Oh, he tries not to think about it. Yeah, no. Sometimes, like, do you ever just go through life and then you're just reminded of your height and it just hits you that, like, you're never going to grow? And, like, there are people who are just, like, 10, 20, even 30 centimeters taller than you and, like, just the way they see the world is so different and, like, you'll never be able to achieve that. I just... It gets to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but to put it back to cakes, the the, the other, like supermarket franchise cake that i'm a big fan of it's like the ice cream cake i think it's like a freddo oh the freddo ice cream cake the freddo ice cream cake yeah i don't think i've ever had that which i thought was great but they didn't like it wasn't like socially acceptable (laughs) enough like it wasn't like available often like people didn't have it at both birthday parties often i know i don't know what was you know what was wrong with it i mean here's the thing josh ice cream cakes delicious but are they practical no are they a crowd pleaser? No, because people have sensitive teeth. <laughs> what? <laughs> is it a good idea to have, like... And the thing with ice cream cakes is, like, I just... It, they're so irritating because, like, you slice it, but, like, the minute you slice it, they start to melt, and, like, now you have to, like, eat it really quickly because you don't want it to be soup, and, like, I don't want to be stressed out by my food. I want to be able to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, but when you take it out, it's, like, still kind of frozen. It's not going to melt straight away. So you, like, cut it, and you can enjoy it and eat it. And then if it turns to soup... Are you one of those, yeah, like, really like, gross people who, like, let their ice cream turn into soup in a bowl and then you, like, kind of eat it as a no. soup? Okay, but, don't. like, if it turns into soup, it's still ice cream. No, it's not! <laughs> the word ice is in the it's name! <laughs> it's just liquid. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I think it's still delicious. And there are, like, hundreds and thousands that they sprinkle over it. Mm-hmm. I just think it wasn't appreciated enough. Yeah, that's and true. And on the on the train of like other snacks, mm-hmm. like childhood snacks, I I I think we talked about this last time, but I found this video that I like really. Well, like I was I was thinking of this ice cream, and I, and I like, couldn't remember <laughs> it, and I wasn't sure if you remembered it. Wait, describe it to me. Uh, and then I like spent like thirty minutes on my internet search trying to find it, and then I like, eventually found this like old YouTube like ad for it. It's like an ice uh-huh. cream, but it's jiggly. It's jiggly. Yeah, so it's like jelly on ice. Ice. It's like cold and like le- like jelly, and it's on. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. Maybe we can. Wait, can you screen share? Wait, as in like, can I let you screen share? Sure. I'll make you co-host. I'll give you that privilege. What? Wait. Okay. Everyone who's listening, like, Google on YouTube Paddle Pop Jiggly Jelly, so you'll see. You'll know what we're talking about. That is so weird to me. Wait. So it's like it's like jelly. Yeah, but it's frozen. Stick. So it's not like just jelly. It's like halfway between ice and jelly. What? This was a thing back when I was like in kindergarten and maybe like year one, year two, and then it just disappeared. That's so weird. But I've never, I've never seen, heard, nor dreamed really? of something like that before. And it was really cheap as well. So it was like seventy cents something. So it oh, was like affordable. I miss those days. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, and it was like a really, really long time ago, and it's just like in the in the in the very very back corner Damn. of my memory. Isn't that so satisfying? Wait, I had a yeah. similar experience a couple of days ago. So there was a show, I mean, this isn't even Australian, so it might not be relatable, but this is for you, my international audience. Um, I remembered so clearly in my head this, like, childhood show that I'd watched, and it was dubbed in Korean. So we had it on, like, these old, like, VHS tapes, and we would, like, I would watch, or, like, a DVR or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would, like, slot them in, and, like, I'd watch them as a kid. Um, And I just remember so vividly, like, these particular images, like, so, like, 
I'll describe it really quickly and like, let's see if anyone else relates. If you relate to this, if you watch this show, leave us a five-star review and tell us in the Apple store. Um, it's like a teddy bear. It was like three teddy bears plus like a duck and um, like a zebra, a giraffe. And like they were all like the, the animation was kind of realistic in that they were like 3D dolls and they had like these like glass like bead that eyes. That sounds freaky. So the thing is like the aesthetic of the show is kind of sad so it, it's it's a very muted aesthetic like it's not a it's not like a hey like this is a kid's show everyone oh, acts see, like I they're see. on meth like it wasn't like that <laughs> it was it was very muted and like the music was a little bit melancholic and it was really beautiful and like um one of the the storyline was like all the toys were together but there was this tiny little bear and he was he belonged to the attic so he was the attic bear and like he couldn't live with the rest of them so it's like sad but he would like go on a plane and like fly around anyway anyway, it was like such a vivid memory and so i kind of thought about it for like a month and i brought it up to like my sister and my mom and i was like does anyone remember the show does anyone remember and no one remembered and i was losing my mind so I was like googling keywords. I was like, <laughs> I was like, three bear show. Like, Can and I, I had this, yeah, I had this instinct that it was probably European. So I was looking. I went through an IMDb like European oh, wow. shows from the early two thousands, and still wasn't there. And then uh, my mom was like, "Why don't you Google bear with plane oh, kids show?" Oh wow, damn! I was, oh, I was right. Yeah, and then the first Google image that came up was the show. Whoa. And I was so excited. Like, I was actually screaming. Like, I was close to tears. <laughs> Wait, let me... And now I've forgotten what it's called again. Oh, here we go. Old Bear Stories. That was the name <laughs> of the show. Old Bear Stories? <laughs> it was wow. so beautiful. I really loved it. Anyway, so that moment of, like, satisfaction you get oh. when you track down an old memory. I would highly like, this recommend. This does kind of look freaky. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it looks a bit... It look, doesn't look like a typical kids show, right? Yeah, it's not. Um, but I think it was produced by the BBC, which is, like, very typical of oh, a BBC okay. move. And I think this was the show that, like, catered my aesthetic. Like, it made me like kind of muted things and kind of poignant things. Yeah. I like to think that this is what, this is what like, cultured my taste. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. It's, it's, like, similar to what you'd watch. I mean, like, I imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you to the BBC for producing this <laughs> classic. Yeah, I took a class on, like, childhood development um, last semester. It was, like, a mm. freshman seminar. And we were, we were just, like, tracing all the steps of all the steps of our, like, childhood development. And we were learning about it, but at the same time, using it to, like, apply it to our own lives. And then our final paper was, like, you had to pick a book um, that you read as a child and, like, think about how it shaped who you are now. And I thought that was mm, great. What book did you pick? The, like, Mr. Men series. Like, <gasps> Mr. Men and Little Misses. Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, can we talk about the Mr. Men series? What yeah. a bop. Did you know that yes. that was a TV show? Yes, I know, I know. Oh, it was, what a classic. It was Such a classic. Childhood. Who was your favourite Mr. or Mrs.? Wait, I never quite knew what the women's, like, counterpart to that. Little Miss. Oh, Little Miss, Little Miss, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who was your favourite character from that franchise? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a favourite character? Yeah, I don't have a favourite character. They're all great. I really liked Mr. Bump. Oh, yeah, she's a the classic. One who, <laughs> the one who was always hurting himself. Yeah. 
And I think that was one called like Little Miss Naughty or something. Ah, Naughty's a classic. Yes, I vibed with her. I was like, girl, you create <laughs> chaos. You go and ruin everyone else's lives. I loved her. I like the like special edition. So like like Little Miss Christmas or Little Miss or like Mr. Christmas or Little Miss like birthday or Mr. Birthday. Because they'd always have like very, very nice drawings and like glitter and yeah so you're just an elitist no 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 just come out and say it you you go to these 500 dollars dinners oh with bts you <laughs> only read the special edition no, no, Mr. No, no. i read everything my favorites are the one with glitter also it was a free ticket <laughs> yeah that's true that's true i keep rubbing on you for that but i wasn't gonna get anyways no it was a good time it really was yeah i think reminiscing about childhood is such a fun thing to do it's like really sad because like sometimes you have a memory that's so pristine and like you you can literally smell and feel the memory, but you yeah. can't really put it into words. You can't visualize yeah. it for other people to know what you're talking about. It's true. It's true. And yeah. then sometimes I worry if those memories will disappear. No, that's And so then sad. like if this particular time will be the last time I ever think of those memories. And oh my gosh. I just won't remember what being fine Oh my was god. Like. No, I'm pulling you out. You're in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wait, le- okay, yeah. so let's wrap up today's episode with I'm gonna hit you with another memory. And I'm really hoping that like this hits you as hard as it hit me. Do you remember if you gave a mouse a cookie? Huh? A mouse a cookie? No, I thought this is gonna be like a super relatable moment. Wait, this is okay. If you gave a mouse a cookie, this book was again like staple of my childhood it was like such a cute aesthetic and like it's all about like if you gave him mouse a cookie oh. then like the next thing he's gonna ask for is milk and then he's gonna ask for like i don't know a tissue to like wipe himself off like blah 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 and like it was like a whole series so it was like if you gave pigs pancakes or something and i just i was just in love with the drawings because it was so cute and like there was so much food on the pages and i always really enjoy like books <laughs> with food like the hungry caterpillar and it was just like such a great moment and then i completely forgot about it and then i saw a meme about it <laughs> on like twitter um, and I hadn't even registered that this was an English book because, again, I grew up reading it in Korean. <laughs> and I, it just like, <laughs> excited me so much. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> says, says BTS dinner. Um, it just excited me that, like, oh, so many other people had grown up reading this book, which I had thought had just disappeared into obscurity. Yeah, I mean, the, like, looks familiar, but just, like, every other children's book also has the same aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, wait, I thought that was going to be a really cool, like, we come together with a shared memory moment and it backfired. So how about, wait, is there something that you think that I might also vibe with? I really want that, like, narrative conclusion for our listeners. Hmm. Oh, like, oh, another contender for when I was writing my paper was, like, reading, like, talking about the Geronimus Dilton series. (gasps) A banger. Yes! Oh my god, yes. I cannot believe I did not bring that up already. Yeah, yeah. Freaking Geronimo Stilton. I read all of them. Oh. It was it was like the cool thing to do it. Everyone was reading one of those. Yes. I think I've read like close to all of them. That's impressive. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there's of them. Dozens. Yeah. It was just they just know how to sell to kids. Like the mm. books are shiny. Yeah. Like the yeah. font changes constantly. There's like so yes. much illustration, but there's also yes. a lot of like very subtle humor so that you can read it like Mm -hmm. again and again and again and like the books come in like a pack of like let's say seven in like a box and the box is also shiny so it makes you want to collect the boxes oh it was just so good such a good time such a classic our childhoods are great they really were 
I'm definitely going to sit down with you another time and we're just going to do another basically repetitive episode where we talk about everything we did in our childhood. More stuff. <laughs> because yeah. this was very healing for me. It's great. It's really great. I don't know if our audience <laughs> gives a crap, but... And then you reread those like old books. Yes. Um, and you can read them in like five minutes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the man is like 10 pages long. Exactly. And you just like, ah, oh, it's so good. It's such a sense of just security. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Okay. <sighs> On that positive note, thank you all for joining in on yet another trip down memory lane. <laughs> it's just all we are now. We're just a nostalgia podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, thank you so much for listening to our first two out of three with me and Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or Josh and me, to be grammatically precise. Um, as always, <laughs> leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you can either tell us your favorite childhood memory mm. or um, leave a spicy confession as usual and we'll read it out. Um, mm-hmm. otherwise you can always email us at igolpodcast at gmail.com you can follow us at igolpodcast on Instagram and you can follow Mona who is not here at Yoha Ramona <laughs> or me at lena.cho um, hashtag get Josh on Instagram hashtag free Josh oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>